0: Fandom is a word that we use a lot, and I don't think that we spend the time that we should in figuring out exactly what it means. Because, let's be honest, it often means different things to different people. When I use the term fandom, I really have an idea of what I mean by it. And let's talk about that on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love. Yeah. So, today we're talking about fandom, because that's not something we've ever talked about on this podcast before, and it's not something that's near and dear to my heart. And if you don't understand my type of sarcasm, oh, I'm sorry, honey. I'm so sorry. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community. The bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating. And after all, that's why I do this podcast in the first place. All right. Fandom. Uh, fandom is a multiple choice quiz. Fandom is a lot of things. Fandom is a Rorschach test. It's different things to different people. And that's the problem with the term. Fandom can be used in a lot of different ways. And it's something that's really near and dear to my heart. I've talked about before, about how I probably wouldn't be here today without fandom. I probably wouldn't be the person that I am today without fandom. And I'm going to talk about that some on this episode, especially for the new listeners. But let's start with, what is fandom? Fandom originated as discussion groups, people that were really into the ideas that were coming out in the burgeoning genres of science fiction and fantasy. And it's probably older than you think, going back to the 1930s. The World Science Fiction Convention is one of the first major conventions to come about And there have been many arguments within fandom for a very long time as to what it actually means to be a fan, what it actually means to be fandom, and what the purpose of both fandom, fan work, fan communities, and the work that we love actually means. And we could go through and talk about some of that here, and I might talk about some of that in the future, but let's just for now, say that fandom is a group of community, a group, a community gathered around something of mutual interest. And I'm phrasing it that way because I think that that's probably the most neutral way of defining fandom. I've gotten into a lot of arguments uh, over the years (laughs) with a lot of different people over the definition of a fan and what makes somebody a fan. I like to say that fandom and being a fan of a project means that it's something that you love. I don't think that negative fandom or haterism is really a part of the fanish experience. I think that that's something separate. I think that that's a phenomenon in and of itself. But I've gotten into a lot of arguments with people who say that one, I'm trying to be exclusionary, and two, That I'm trying to pull the no real fan or no true Scotsman fallacy when talking about fandom. So, by simplifying our definition to just say that it's a group of people who gather around a topic of mutual interest, that doesn't really narrow it down enough. But for our purposes, I think that it will work. So, within that definition, we could have sports fandom, we can have music fandom, we can have television fandom, we can have movie fandom. We can have comics fandom. We can have book fandom. All of these different iterations of fan culture can, in some way, shape, or form, be covered under that umbrella. Unfortunately, at least from my perspective, that also allows the people who are interested for the sake of just trolling and uh, spreading hatred, lies, and bigotry. It allows them to put themselves under the mantle of fandom. Itself. And that is where the problem comes in. Because while I, yes, agree that it's very easy to get into a no true fandom, no true Scotsman fallacy when talking about what fans should and shouldn't do and who really are fans of a work, at the same time, well, I have to say that I have a hard time accepting people that. Obviously, do not like the work in general to be included in the umbrella of fandom. Now, there are a couple examples that I can give of this, and this is where the accusations of exclusivity start arising. See, I think it's possible to be a fan of a franchise while not being a fan of every component of a franchise, and I don't think that that means that you have to denigrate the people that like the franchise's elements that you don't like. For example, I am a Star Wars fan. I personally, I like the original series. I like the prequels, though for very different reasons. I like the Clone Wars. I liked Rebels. I am okay with Resistance. I like the sequel series. I think that they're doing a fairly good job with the movies. Though next month we'll see how I feel about that as the Skywalker saga ends. I have nerves because JJ. But that's a whole other topic. Just because so many people did not like The Last Jedi. And I do believe that a lot of that was motivated more by ideology than it was by any actual fandom urge. That the whole point of that movie was to point out that the wars in Star Wars were being perpetuated and propped up by a military-industrial complex whose sole interest was profiting off of the constant strife in the galaxy, and who were, in fact, selling weapons and armaments to both sides. Well, I think that that rubbed some people ideologically the wrong way, and I have a hard time understanding how they were really a part of Star Wars fandom at all. Because, well, Star Wars has always been anti-authoritarian, anti-fascist, and kind of anti-war, even though they are ostensibly war movies. Going all the way back to the original series, there is a disgust for the actual fighting and conflict elements of the story preserved within the stories themselves. You have to remember, Star Wars came out during Watergate and the Vietnam War. Those both loom large and overshadow a lot of the story that takes place there. Now, I am not going to say that you have to like The Last Jedi to be a Star Wars fan, just like I would never say that you have to like the prequel series or have seen and read the other materials that are not part of the mainline movies. But the very attempt To attack other Star Wars fans for liking something that you don't, to me, puts you outside of fandom. Because you're doing something that is outside the core of what makes fandom work. We are people who come together because of our mutual love and appreciation for a thing. It may not be for all of a thing. I'm a huge Star Trek fan. But, as you know, Voyager is not really my favorite. Um... There are parts of Enterprise that I really like. My favorite character in Star Trek kind of comes from Enterprise. Well, my second favorite. But my favorite doctor comes from Enterprise. But yeah, Discovery's been okay. not been great. But I would never attack somebody for loving those things that aren't my absolute favorites. And that I'm not the hugest fan of. Because that's not the point of us getting together in fandom. See, my love of Star Trek, my love of Star Wars, my love of the Dragon Riders of Pern, or the Vampire Chronicles, it's not based on everybody being in lockstep with my opinions of the franchise and how it could or should be developed. Just because J.J. Abrams was allowed to make two mediocre movies and call them Star Trek, even though they were really auditions to be able to do a Star Wars movie with Captain Kirk in them, and then finally, something that resembled the Star, Wars, Star Trek movie being done with Star Trek Beyond before they decided to pull the plug on the whole project. Well, I don't hate people who actually like those movies. For a lot of people, that was their first Star Trek. And fine if you like those movies. I don't hate them. Well, Into Darkness is a problem, but that's more because of Roberto Orky than it is anything else. But yeah, they, they exist. I'm not going to deny that they exist. And while well, they set them off in their own little slipstream side universe, so I don't really have to worry about them affecting my continuity. And that's something we're going to talk about much more on a later episode. But yeah, why would you take your time and energy to attack someone for liking something that you don't like? It's a waste of energy. It's a way to make yourself feel more important than you actually are because you can easily and with shorthand show how somebody is an idiot in your eyes because they're not like you. The point and purpose of fandom is to come around and gather up around something that we love, that we actually care about, that we have a mutual interest in. And that may be because of the characters, that may be because of elements of the setting, that may be because of the philosophical ideas that the setting engenders. I know for most of the Star Trek fans that I know we got into it because of how it promoted this idea that humans could get past our basic greed, our basic problems, and make a better world. We got into Star Trek fandom because of our love of the idea of edict, of infinite combination, of infinite diversity and infinite combination, being a good thing and something that will actually make us better as a people and as a society. And that that could and should at some point become core value that we rely on. That we shouldn't look at conflict as something that should first and foremost be solved through violence. These are elements within Star Trek that most of the Star Trek fans that I know rallied around. And that's what brings us together. It's the idea. It's the philosophy. And then we talk about the characters and the stories that we love. And we have fun with it. Because that is the point of fandom. See, more than anything else, I think we need to define fandom as something that is fun If it feels like work, it's not fandom. It's collecting. It's something else. It's something other. Fandom is fun. Fandom is not something that is defined by the size of our collection, how much money we've spent, how much we've gathered. Fandom is not measured by how much of a franchise we've watched, read. Fandom is something that comes from within. It is a basic human instinct that arises within all of us that says this is important. These stories are important. They're there to help me, to guide me, to give me strength in my times of need. You see, when I was a young, overly intellectual, gender dysphoric, gay kid, I didn't fit in anywhere. Because I obviously wasn't a dude, and the dudes just knew that instinctively. They could tell that I didn't fit in with them. But biologically, and through my presentation, my self-presentation, through a lot of my years growing up, I wasn't a girl either, and so the girls had issues with me. I wasn't one of the cool kids, because I was all into the sci-fi fantasy stuff. I was really into math and science and all of that... So I didn't really have a home. I didn't really have a place to fit in. And when I was 10 years old, a friend of mine convinced my mother that it would be okay for me to go to a Star Trek convention. It was the first time that I had ever done anything like that. I had heard about them, of course, because everybody's heard about them. But I had no idea what I was getting into. It was a one-day convention. It was Star Trek something I loved. It was short leave 10. And I went there. And the three of us, because it was me and two of my friends, we went there. The m- woman who dropped us off, one of my friend's mothers, just dropped us off and left us. And there we were, alone, able to make decisions for ourselves for an entire day, able to explore for an entire day. And you know what I found? People like me, people who didn't fit in, people who loved what I loved, and that I could easily have conversations with because of that mutual affection that we had for the worlds created by Gene Roddenberry. And it was magic. It was the first time in my life that I ever felt like I fit in anywhere. It was the first time in my life that I didn't feel bizarre, unnecessary, unnecessary, like I deserve to be cast out from society. Because here was this entire subculture of people like me, who were of every gender and sexuality, and who were free because they had learned the lesson that infinite diversity and infinite combination is the answer. It is the thing that gives us strength. And so I found a home in Star Trek fandom. I joined a Star Trek fan association. I cosplayed as a Klingon for many years. I found my home there. I found my strength there. Because that's what fandom is. Fandom builds us up. It doesn't build our collection. It doesn't spend our money. It builds us up. It gives us something to hold on to, something to talk about, something to develop friendships and community around. And that's what makes it powerful. That's what makes it glorious. That's what makes it good. Without it, we are isolated. We are separate. And for all the people who think that they're not part of a fandom, that's why I started this episode the way that I did. Sports is fandom. Just around sports ball. Music is fandom. Fandom has many faces and many different shades fandom is a multifarious thing it is a protean beast that changes shape and becomes what it needs to be for the people who are involved in it There are all manners of fandom but we all have one thing in common our mutual interest and love for something and in that mutual interest and love we can find not only ourselves but our own people We can find our own communities. If it wasn't for my interest in Steven Universe, I can think of several friends that I wouldn't have now, but I met them on panels talking about Steven Universe. I have some friends that I've been friends with for a while that it wasn't until The Expanse that we became really close friends because we had a mutual language to talk to each other in a way that we hadn't really done in years past. And The Expanse gave us this language. It gave us this intermediary through which we could discuss our ideas and our philosophies and our personal beliefs about the world. And in so doing, it helped us to become closer and better friends. That's what fandom is. It is something that builds, develops, grows, and matures us into better people. It has a lot of different aspects from filk, to fan fiction, to fan film, to fan art, that we may or may not ever participate in. But they are there for us, and they help us grow into the things that we love and become better people in the process. Fandom is culture, and culture is fandom. The two are inseparable, and anybody who wants to separate them, anybody who wants to say that they are different and distinct things, doesn't understand one or the other. Because fandom is everywhere. Shakespeare is fandom. Everywhere is fandom. And that's what we're going to be talking about in this week. I'm going to be talking about various aspects of fandom each and every day, and hopefully... Hopefully you will learn something or at least find your place where you want to get in, where you want to participate. And hopefully you will see yourself in the episodes that I'm doing. Because more than anything else, fandom is a mirror. And if you want to know how divided our society is, all you have to do is look at Star Trek and Star Wars fandom. And there it is right there on display for everyone to see. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you haven't already, please take a moment to rate it in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. Tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. Thank you to everyone who's already done that. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear me discuss on the show, in the show notes you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. You can also Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. I'm C Dorset on both, and you can find links to everything that I do over at ProjectShadow.com. If you have a dollar that you can pass my way, it really does help out a lot. In the show notes, you'll find a link to both my in, my Patreon and the community the listener support page. The difference between the two is the people on Patreon they occasionally get stuff. If you can afford to help with what I'm doing, it really would help out more than you will ever know. And thank you to everyone who already does that. If you don't have any money to give right now or you just don't feel like doing it, that's perfectly all right. But if you know somebody that you think would like any of the things I do from the world building over at World Anvil to the books to the podcast themselves, do share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. I wanna say thank you so much to everyone who has been so supportive. This is the first episode in what I am calling season three because we're moving forward, yay! And I have a lot of things planned both for this month and for next month. If you're curious how I'm doing in my nano project, definitely check out my Twitter, but that's what Friday's episode is going to be about. And yeah. Hopefully your project's going well if you're participating this year. And until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.